nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to SA Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry, joined by Rafa. Um, we're actually probably going to have a split show on Wednesday with uh, Royce will be back and we'll probably do more SAFC and, and USL uh, topics at that point. I'll probably uh, touch base on a couple of uh, the news items that popped through here today um, on the league aspect here. Uh, but we're, you know, with the high school playoffs going on by districts, just completed. We've got the uh, brackets of uh, Rafa here. Um, a lot of green, but some red. Rafa, how are we doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Doing well here. Uh, you, you got the mouse working can over hear, there. Can you hear me? I think I have a little. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Now you can hear me? Okay. Sorry about the technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the mouse running a little bit quicker it's here. It's been that kind of day. <laughs> it's been a day. Uh, ended yeah, up doing a 10-hour work day. Um, I know you mentioned you did. Royce uh, was late getting out of work, so that's why we kind of pushed that back here. But uh, So, thoughts on – just initial thoughts uh, on the playoffs yeah. here. Uh, you know, What's, what's your initial thoughts so far that, that you've been able to see? As far as, I mean, I'm surprised. There were some good surprises in, <laughs> this past weekend. Uh, for the girls' side, the shocker was uh, the Johnson girls knocking off. It was one, you know, going into the play, in the playoffs. Um, that, that, that was a surprise. The Reagan, the Reagan boys falling to New Braunfels, that was another surprise. And Reagan had kind of been a little, little hot streak, you know, about from from the kind of the early rough start. And I thought there would probably be like a, a dark horse going into this and mm-hmm. getting knocked off of penalty kicks. I had a friend up there. He said that it was a pretty rough game. I think I think the Heat also took took a. Uh, Advantage, uh, some toll on some teams. There were so there were a lot of cramps. So, and it, but I think we you some good, interesting matchups. Reagan had the opportunity to win uh, before mm-hmm. it went to PKs, um, and unfortunately didn't take the opportunity, or didn't get the opportunity to go in, and then uh, unfortunately lost it in PKs there. Um, I think on the men's side, I know this isn't a. Um, San Antonio team here, um, but Marcus going out because um, I know oh, yeah. you and um, oh, hold on, what's the guys from Houston? 
you and uh, Lethal Enforcer Soccer both had Marcus going deep, and uh, unfortunately, they were they to me they were kind of the big upset, and then there was a couple you know in four a. Uh, I want to say girls, I think it was, 4A girls or boys that, uh, mm -hmm. I think it was girls that uh, got upset, upset outside of uh, the San Antonio uh, marketplace here. But, um, I, I, you know, I think for me, you and I went and saw the Del Rio Stevens match um, at Gustafson. Uh, it was... A, a interesting match. The first 20 minutes, you thought that Stevens was going to walk away with it. And then, you know, for the rest of the match, uh, Del Rio just kind of took it to him. So, unfortunately, uh, uh, Stevens Falcons uh, ended up losing 5-2 to two after being up 2-0. And, you know, you know, sitting next to you, like, Stevens needs to get that third, needs to get that third. And, unfortunately, right before half, uh, uh, Del Rio was able to knock one in, and, and unfortunately, they carried that momentum the uh, rest of the rest of the game. Yeah, I was surprised about how Stevens, you know, and that, and I saw this with a couple of other teams too. You know, they were basically happy to have a lead, and then just kind of drop back and play defense. I mean, to if you're gonna put, drop back and play defense at a, with a two-zero lead. It's not gonna work in the playoffs, you know. You got you got to play your, you got to make the team play the way you want to play it. And you know, had they gotten that third goal, I think the result would have been a little bit different. I think Dory would have been kind of like real more discouraged because they were shocked the first when they got down 2-0, They were shocked. They were, they were they were thought they were the favorite, and you know, playing, you know the. The third place team, you normally think, hey, we should beat these guys. But, you know, they came through, they made whatever adjustments they made. And, but now they have a, they have a real a perennial power from the Valley. But the last time they played them, it was the seven enough. Same thing with half girls. They were a little shocked, shell shocked down. Went to that game. They were shell shocked down 1 0. But they, they roared, you know, another tactical mistake playing nine, uh, nine defenders back, parking the bus, and kind of same thing what Canada was doing yesterday. <laughs> uh, but they finally broke we, through. We don't and, talk about U 23s here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got, so they broke through and. You know, the one thing when it comes to the playoffs and and and, and, and there's something that, you know, yeah, I three-eighty, you know, you gotta, you can't, you gotta know when you, you know, gotta finish a team off. You cannot thinking with a, a any lead is safe. You know, you need to keep on doing what you need to do until they kind of wave the white flag. Then uh, you know, okay, we're, we can kind of ease the gas, but you know, it's whole. Hopefully, maybe those like those some of those teams learn from that, you know. And I'm sure some of these teams that did advance, you know, they know that they can't. They have to keep the the pedal on the gas all all, all 80 minutes for, for for the for the next you know for to continue on. All right. So I know uh, Coach Kano uh, from the 5050 Pod, uh, you know, said. Uh, uh, show us your brackets. So you know, let's uh, let's let's show the brackets uh, for here, uh, for that here. So uh, this is four A girls. Uh, starts out regions one and two uh, for that here. Uh, 
Um, I think the big one that kind of sticks out to me was Ma Bake getting upset by Anna. Um, uh, but uh, your other heavy heavyweights uh, seemed to like it, did okay with it. Uh, you know, for that here, any any thoughts on Ma Bank being upset? You know, I know it's not. Uh, you know, it's more you know West Texas, and I think what uh, uh, North Texas. Uh, you know, for these two regions here. Um, but Dumas lost to Clint Mountain View. Um, Anna lost as far as for this section, and then coming down here, the other big one. Um, in the top half of the bracket was uh, Palestine uh, losing as well as uh, Chapel Hill. Um, you know, that's how the bracket, you know, didn't do uh, as as well. As well. Um, and then on the other side, uh, Ranchville got the upset over Gainesville and, Castle, and Castleberry got the upset over Decatur. But uh, uh, so to me on the, on the 4A girls uh, in my bank in Palestine's, you had going far. Rest of the bracket, you know, Pampa looks good. They even won earlier today to advance uh, past the um, area. Finals, um, you had Terrell losing to, to Cattle Mills, so that kind of hurt, you know, hurt there. But you got North Dallas versus uh, 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 Selena. Uh, that'll be coming up. And then Brown's, uh, uh, Brownwood versus uh, San Eli. Um, and this one here, you got them all right. Argyle, Alvarado, Bridgeport, Life Waxahachie, Livingston, Bullard, Kilgore, and Pleasant Grove. Um, and then on the bottom of the, the uh, bracket, I think uh, Ta you know, Taylor went down uh, with Fredericksburg uh, pulling the upset. Um, but the rest of the bracket looks good. You got Wimberley, uh, Uvalde, and Rockport Fulton uh, pulling through in the area. Um, so if you were to kind of pick who's coming through here, you still have Wimberley coming through, or do you think Rockport, Fulton, or Fredericksburg uh, can pull the upset? Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm going to see, I think Fredericksburg versus Wimberley. You know, they're in the same district, but I give it to me. But like I mentioned, it is hard to beat a team three times. And then the bottom of the bracket, more down in the valley, uh, you had Fur uh, that got upset by Brazo Sport, who you had going uh, to the regionals quarterfinals. Um, and you had Grulig going out to Santa Gratitis. But uh, like I said, here are your heavyweights, uh, you know, Bay City, um, you know, and then, you know, like I said, here on the other side, London and Jubilee, uh, still going with the mm -hmm. Jubilee Brownsville, or pardon me, going with, uh, you know, London to come out of the bottom of the bracket here. Yeah, I, I think I think the the big thing down there, um, and I think London they may have a good uh, amount of club players on that team that you know, and and I think I think they should take care. You know, like I said, not a lot of the Valley players, especially from the four level play, you know, competitive club play, so that could be a, make a big difference. So I think London should go, but they're gonna say they're gonna get tested. So like I said. There's no, there's no gimme games in the set. Once you get past the first round, like I said, there's no gimme games after that. So Bernie uh, took care of Manor Tech, Lavernia, Canyon Lake, uh, Pleasanton all took care of, of that side there. Uh, Salado uh, got through Lagrange La La upset Navasoto, and CHY uh, took out your uh, was that regional quarterfinalists um, Sealy. Mm -hmm. 
uh, for that here. But, uh, you know, you'd predict uh, Salado to go through. So I'm assuming Salado and Bernie are still uh, the two heavyweights there for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bernie should take care of business with Lavernia. Uh, Kenny Lakes might have a little little trouble with Pleasanton. I know Pleasanton, I know the Pleasanton girls in the past have had success. Uh, that's that's an interesting matchup. Uh, like I said, I want to be surprised if, like I said, if Pleasant pulls off an upset, but it's going to be a good game. But I also have, like I said, the Bernie girls favorite to come out of the region. You had an idea to go with uh, Idea Quest versus Idea Academy. Unfortunately, the uh, Deluso Midway and Port Isabel had uh, other thoughts, uh, so they pulled the upset. <laughs> um, going with uh, Callahan and Laferia. Um I'm assuming you still kind of favor Cal Ann uh, against either Port Isabel or, or Toulouse Midway, or you think it's a little bit closer now? Um, I still think it'll be Cal Allen. I, I think I think you know winning that district. You know, I think the level plays a little bit different from you know District 30. Uh, I, I mean, I could see Toulouse Midway knocking out uh, so. So they could have like a re, their rematch for 34A with Cal Allen and two so it'll be like an all an all corpus quarterfinal. So I I can see that com, coming out of that week. So moving over to the boys for four A, Stephenville. You know this one here. I think Williams Prep. Uh, you know you had Madison that was beating uh, uh, William. You know uh, William Prep and William Prep pulled it out. Um, and you started out real strong. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, got the, you know, uh, pulled the win against Bullard. Uh, you know, re- really not that many upsets, it seems like, uh, you know, on this side of the bracket, bracket until, I want to say at the very bottom, you had uh, Scarborough that was going all the way th- uh, to uh, the quarterfinals, uh, but they lost to Stratford uh, you know, for that here. Um, but you still had Brazo Sport going through. Uh, Hildago uh, looked very strong here, uh, looking at the results here. Gorilla as well. I think that'll be an interesting match. And then in our side here, Bernie got the win over Eastside Memorial. Uh, Gonzalez um, uh, got you know pulled out the the win against Lavernia. Uh, Idea Monoprolis. You know, I'm assuming probably upset Canyon Lake because you had Canyon Lake going. Uh, mm-hmm. fairly, you know, you know, up to facing Bernie, and then uh, Somerset upset uh, uh, Rockport Fulton. So, and, you know, I know this is four A boys here, but uh, thoughts on kind of in the area, um, in the area here, how it kind of shaped out. Uh, yeah, um, I was surprised Lavernia uh, dropped that game, but kind of looking more into with the Gonzalez. I think a lot of those kids of the Gonzalez play for. I think that in, the NFPSL team that played in that league with, um, I think with the runners. Mm-hmm. So some of those kids might've played. So they're battle tested playing kids, uh, players up a lot higher in age group. So that game with Bernie is, could be a little interesting there. You know, that, you know, that could be a little, little trouble for them, but I'm still going to give the edge to Bernie on that game. It'll be close. Uh, Montopolis, you know, like I said, I'm not too familiar with those idea schools. It's like a roll of the dice. Um, Somerset, I'm hey from Santa. I'm proud of it. You know, they got through. I thought Rockport maybe would get through that one, but that's going to be a close one too as well. But I'll, I'll give the edge to Metopolis. You know, I think, oh, I think really? they may pull that. 
I, I think they may pull something out. It's going to be, like I said, it can go either way, but I'm going to give the edge to Monopolis because they did win a district title. So you got to give the edge to, you know, her team that won the district. And then, you know, some other places like us, I was surprised it's like in region one, there were some upsets there. Um, I, I saw one for San Angelo Lakeview losing to Graham, which Graham really is not a soccer powerhouse. I was yeah, surprised about that. But like I said, Borger, I think they're going to take care of business. Uh, Mineral Rose was another shocker there. I thought Lubega Sacato had a decent team to go through. Um, so, like I said, it's pretty open. You know, as far as with 4A, you can't really predict. Well, Alice is another one. I didn't think Alice, they got a 6 nothing win. Uh, but I think they'll have the hands full with that idea of Riverview. Uh, I heard, read some good comments about on an article about them, you know, going into this playoff season. So, and then down at the bottom, Lumberton was the big big miss that you missed uh, getting upset by Liberty mm-hmm. um, for that here. And then of course, you know, down in the valley, you got uh, the battle of fire with the public schools here, Vanguard. Rembrandt mm-hmm. and Idea Far both in Far and then London versus Jubilee Brownsville uh, for the here. So interesting matchups in 4A, um, you know, for that here. Um, I didn't see. Yeah, that Vanguard Far, that Vanguard Far game is actually going to be played at HEB Park. Oh, nice. So, so a little hit, hit Toyota Stadium. Maybe you should let some, some, some big notch games to play at your, at your field. I think the crowd will like that. Well, they are only allowing 3,200 in. So, and I think what I've heard was speaking with you and uh, Chicano uh, that uh, down in the valley, um, you'd have to have probably a little bit more because uh, it could, it could, you know, down in the valley, HEB Park could, you know, could probably fill out, uh, you know, for that here. Um, 5A boys, uh, like I said here, no huge surprises. You know, looks like here at the top of the bracket. Um, then you come down to here, Mansville Summit. Uh, you lost, uh, you had them in the regional semis, and White House was the big one that uh, came out, you know, on, on the other side of the bracket here. But when it came out, uh, you know, was it the Wichita Falls Rider uh, getting upset by uh, Birdville and Temple Tech beating uh, Mansville Summit, uh, you know, last, I want to say Friday, Saturday night. Uh, it yeah. was. I know those were two big ones. And then, you know, uh, you know, especially the, the Mansville Summit um, along those lines here. Um, today, uh, Paul Duro uh, upset, uh, according to you, Bel Air, um, you know, through, you know, through there. Uh, so they're through to, uh, the uh, regional quarterfinals over Bel Air, who you had going to the uh, uh, semis here, and then on the other side, obviously, you know, pretty, uh, uh, pretty clean as far as a bracket for you. So, yeah. thoughts on uh, Paul Duro uh, today? Here, I know uh, Coach was talking to us about uh, kind of the upset, you know, throughout the afternoon here. But uh, your thoughts on on seeing Bel Air go down? Yeah, that's a surprise. I mean, they they're such a talented team. Like I said, they have a good history of being one of the top soccer program high school programs in, in El Paso. Uh, but you got to give it to Paulo Duro. I mean, I think they went in with no fear, and and I think beating Bel Air is going to give them a confidence booster. 
Um, I think they got a matchup with I think with El Paso Bowie. I think on the you're predicting, yeah. That's predicting. So it could be. I I still think it could be. I think it's gonna be El Paso Bowie. Uh, that's gonna be a good matchup, and I probably think I think Bowie may pull this one off. I think Bowie may not take him lightly. Maybe Bel Air took him lightly. Um, so I'm sure that game would probably be in Lubbock again, unless unless they want to take a chance and flip Pullman home. <laughs> uh, make them drive all the way down to El Paso. <laughs> so, and then some other ones, I guess, to to the top with a man losing, getting knocked off. You know, that's that's a that's a shocker there. Uh, You're talking, you legacy, yeah, there. You're talking down about Highland Park. Sorry. Yeah, Highland yeah. Park. Yeah, that I I was shocked that uh, Corsa Cannon knocked him off. You know, I was surprised about that. I didn't. I didn't think Corsicana would would pull through, but I guess the soccer gods were with him that night. And <laughs> but I, I still think Lufkin Lufkin's gonna get give them all that they can handle. Rafa froze again. Let's take a look here. Come on, Rafa. You back, Rafa? Yeah, man. Okay. So moving to the uh, bottom of the bracket here, uh, 2A uh, regions 3 and 4. Southwest uh, beat Brackenridge. Uh, Eastview uh, took out Alamo Heights, and if memory serves me, pretty convincing. Uh, Lanier... Uh, it you know beat Medina Valley, uh, Canyon beat uh, or pardon me, Cedar Park beat Canyon, um, mm-hmm. and then on the other side, the only Pflugerville got knocked out uh, by Northwest Early or not, pardon me, Northeast Early. Um, Kingwood Park rolled, um, you know, for that here. Um, down on the bottom here, uh, Corpus Kutri Veterans Memorial, uh, who was one that you had going pretty far. Um, got knocked out as well as Valley View, which I think was the big upset down down in the valley with uh, uh, with Laco East uh, for that here. So thoughts on the bottom half of the bracket, uh, starting with Alamo Heights, and then talking about Valley View because you know you had Valley View going all the way to the regional semis. Did you hear me, Rafa? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Rafa? Sorry with technology here. Okay, I think I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. So I was going through here. uh, Alamo Heights uh, lost to Eastview. um, And if memory serves me right, it wasn't that close. And then Valley View uh, getting knocked out by uh, West Lasco East, who you had going to the uh, semis. And I think the other one, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, also being knocked out. Your thoughts I think on, Valley, on those? I think Valley View won that. I think Valley View won that game. Uh, did they? I think they, Yeah, I think they won that game. I think they knocked off uh, West Lasco East. Mm, hold on one second here. Because I thought this is boys, 5A boys. Yeah, they knocked off West Laco East 3-1. to one. 
and they are playing Rio Grande City. Okay, so I had that wrong here. So I'll get that corrected here. So that means these are still back in play. Sorry about that, Zim. No, no worries. But let's look in here. All right, so Valley View won, so that takes the sting out of that one here. But I guess Alamo Heights with them going down to Eastview. Yeah, I did get some info about that game. Um, they were actually down four starters that game because of injuries, oh. and they and from what I was told, um, you know, they just couldn't finish. They said they weren't really. I said they said they were. It was a competitive game. They just couldn't finish, and he, and they said that I think South. Like I said, it'll be a good game with Southwest. Like I said, just Alamo Heights is kind of not having those key players did affect them. Uh, surprise that Corpus Christi Ray won. Um, Sherryland beating uh, – actually, Sherryland did beat Lopez. Um, I saw – actually got to see that game on a live stream. Oh, and Lopez – yeah, Lopez had that game won. And then on, this, on that second overtime, they, they were against the win, and – Sherryland ended up putting two goals on them, so that that game could have gone either way, you know, because those are two you got those are two teams that are powerhouses down there in the valley. Uh, so I, I think Sherryland should take care of business with Corpus Christi Ray, but I think when they once they run into Bronzo Porter, I think Porter should should win that game. And then on the other side, Glenham Park, Lamar consolidated uh, full share, which I believe is uh, your friend. What about, yeah, my buddy's team, Coach uh, Arturo. So, so he came through. We'll see if he can get past uh, Friendswood uh, this week and uh, see if he has uh, get you know be able to put your brink to shame here. And then Leander. <laughs> so we had uh, this question here. Uh, by uh, Family Nobad, how's the Edison uh, Leander matchup looking? That game, I don't know where that game's being held at. Um, uh, I'm not too sure if that's in San Antonio or or in the Austin area. But but I I am gonna give the edge to Leander. I mean they're, they're, uh, they've had a you know a good season and they've and actually they're going to play actually they're playing at layman stadium and kyle so they're meeting at a neutral site um i'll give the edge to Le leander that game um uh, also the edison boys i know i know some of the boys because someone did, did play play for me for club um i think they'll give them a game you know they'll, they're not going to surrender so they'll fight through all, all 80 minutes but i think like i said we'll give leander the edge on that and then Jefferson Dripping Springs, that's going to be a tough one for Jefferson. Um, uh, shout out to Coach uh, Bart Valerio. He's the head coach at Jefferson, former former coach with me at Club America with the Academy. Uh, he's done a great job there at Jefferson, uh, but he does have a tall task for Dripping Springs. You know, Dripping Springs has been on it. And so I, I said I do, could end up seeing an all-Austin quarter, Austin area quarterfinal. 
And that Leander Edison will be at six o'clock tomorrow uh, yeah. for that here. Um, for that line here. So most of the games uh, at uh, the 5A boys, you got Foster Nederland that's playing tonight. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, all the games in our region are going to be uh, tomorrow evening between uh, 6 and 7.30, it looks like here. So and that should be some fun watch. And then, of course, the last game is uh, Victoria East versus uh, uh, Porter, which you mentioned Porter. Uh, yeah. Is the, is the strong there. The so one game I'm the one game I am interested in is the that that Southwest game, and Southwest has to travel to Georgetown. That that you know that's going to be a very tricky game up there. Does that uh, change it at all? I think East East like I said, a confidence builder builder beating Heights. I mean, they're playing, you know, like I said, Southwest is going to their domain, and that's where the state championship – actually, they're playing where the state championship is played at. Th this could be a close game because I'm sure, like I said, they're going to have the fan support. You know, I'm not saying the Southwest doesn't have it, but being over there, being basically like a home game for Eastview, they're going to have a little advantage on that. I still think Southwest finds a way, but don't be surprised if Eastview can knock them off – in this game is there any reason you know and, and i'm assuming if uh, if you win your district wouldn't you in in it you know depends on home fields and availability uh -huh. but wouldn't you think that would give the should give them them the advantage over somebody that you now eastview was a runner-up you know so it's not in you know it's not like you know they were you know the fourth place team um do you think that the winner of the district should maybe have a little bit more of advantage in hosting or is it just so hard because of the different regions, you know, just, you know, you know, I know you and, you know, a lot of people have mentioned that the 20th district is not the strongest. And I think the 25th district is, is a much stronger district uh, for that here. So is it unfair to give, let's say, you know, and this is nothing in Southwest, but just the district overall winning that district isn't the same as winning, you know, let's say, you know, 25 as an example. I, I think, you know, maybe they should do what they do for what I know in football. I think they started doing rewarding the team, the one district, uh, the uh, a home playoff game. I think that should be done, but I know you also got to consider logistic wise, you know, especially out in West Texas, you know, you're not going to want, well, we did see some games, you know, like the um, Midland had to go all the way to El Paso for a game, or somehow to go to San Angelo, San Angelo for a game. Uh, I think maybe the higher seat should, you know, have an, a little advantage as far as the, at least a say where they play. You know, I know some they say, well, you know, I have a home game, but, you know, I guess because of the distance, you know, I think that comes to a factor. But, you know, if I was, you know, for this game, I would have loved to play it maybe at a neutral site. You know, unless that team's really adamant about one wanting to play home, maybe that's maybe that's the reason why maybe Eastview they took a chance, knowing that hey, you know, we're playing a really tough team. We need to play these guys, play these guys at home. So let's let's take a chance and so let's flip home and home. And they got they won the coin toss, and so they they got a home game. So that's true. You know, so they had like I said, they may be a good team at home, and you know they get with their cross support. So I know like I said, a lot of teams do want to play. At a neutral, usually at a neutral site after this round, but 
Like I said, it's sometimes the, the you know you you get lucky and you know you, you you win the coin flip and you make a decision where you want to play that game. So moving on to the ladies uh, in the five A uh, side here, uh, Coronado already won the regional four, uh, quarterfinal this morning. Uh, or, you know, this uh, afternoon, I guess I said Amarillo versus mm-hmm. El Paso Bel Air. You know, in speaking with. Uh, uh, coach during last week's show, he said that, you know, that's going to be a, a, a really good game. Um, and then on the other side, you know, you know, pretty much, you know, your favorites advance through, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the next section here, really no huge upsets, you know, Birdville uh, lost to Alito, um, but your favorites still advanced. Uh, Randall lost to Wiley, um, but, you know, really not as many upsets on, on this side of the bracket. Uh, Hallsville upset White, you know, White House, uh, Mount Pleasant, uh, got, you know, got by, uh, Lufkin, um, but Timberview great by Highland Park. Yeah. Midlothian all seem to have done well. Um, the Alamo Heights, uh, ladies lost. So it was a tough weekend for Alamo Heights. So mm-hmm. The boys and the girls, uh, ended up losing, uh, for that to, to Cedar Park, uh, for the half Southwest, um, advanced, um, and then McCallum Memorial beat Portal, um, but you had Corpus Christi veterans. And then really, you know, outside of Missions um, Veterans Memorial, who got upset by, you know, Flower Mound, um, really not a lot of upsets in, in the, you know, 5A girls um, as far as the big heavyweights. I think Mission Veterans mm-hmm. Memorial was the, the one that you had to go, the, you know, for this with Alamo Heights. Uh, so thoughts on the five A girls? Seems like you know the you know I won't say it's easy picking, but uh, you know it seems like you know the, the stronger teams did definitely avoid the the upsets for the most part. Yeah, the next game, um, like I said, looking at that right there uh, with Flower Bluff versus Sherryland, that should that should be a good game. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Flower Bluff the advantage on that one. I mean, you knock off a district champ. It's just going to give you a lot of confidence. So I'm going to give them the edge for that game. Um, then down there with Gregory Portland versus I think it was McAllen Rowe. I still think Gregory Portland's the class act for that for that you know for that bracket. So they should take care of business. So they have another maybe showdown with Far Blood a district show and a, a third uh, I guess a third episode for them for a district showdown between those two teams. Uh, Surprise Kepner won. Uh, that's a surprise there. Um, but they got to run into Friendswood, and Friendswood's got that, that pedigree each year. And then going back to the Alamo Heights game, uh, they ran into a really tough Cedar Park. And like I said, that, that game could have gone either way. I think because the game was at home, we thought, we thought Alamo Heights would have a little advantage. And they were they just won by one like one zero at the slightest. So going into the next game, Cedar Park and Southwest, uh, I'm gonna give Cedar Park the edge on that one. I, I think the one that stuck out to me um, mm-hmm. was Harlandale. Uh, they had a six zero win over Brackenridge. Uh, you know, you know for that here, and, and they get to face. Dripping Springs kind of in their section there outside of uh, Gregory Portland beating uh, Roma mm-hmm. seven seven to nothing. They had the most convincing uh, you know win there. So yeah. is it just be, you know who they were playing, or do you think that they have a shot against Dripping Springs who 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 won who won four over Rouse 
Um, you know, but just looking, you know, kind of, you know, obviously I didn't see the game, but looking at the results mm-hmm. to be the team 6 0, you know, ha- you know, stood out some, you know, stood out to me. I think, like I said, I think 28 5A girls is a little bit tougher the district than 27 5A. You know, just I think there's a little more stiffer competition there. Uh, but I still think, like I said, Dripping Springs are all, just are on their own. Different class. They should have no problem. But there is one. I think there's one mistake I did see. Uh, the Florizo-Jefferson game. Actually, uh, Florizo knocked them off. Um, I got word on that uh, f- for the Flores, yeah, Florizo girls versus Jeff. And they were going to play the winner. Actually, they were playing tonight okay. versus Bernie Champion. Yeah. That was a shocker there. That was a big shock. I thought Jefferson, they had 20 wins this season. They went 16-0 in district play. I had no idea that they would have lost to, to Floresville. And and that's, a, that's something – that's another thing. You know, that game was played in Floresville. And sometimes having that home, you know, home game advantage, you know, it just gives you an extra motivation to – you know, to play better. Sometimes teams play better in front of their crowd. That must have happened there. So kudos to Floresville. But I know tonight they're playing Bernie Champion right now. Um, that's got a tall task for them. They're, they're actually playing them here in my backyard. Yeah, they're playing at, right now, yeah. Uh, backyard there at Ferris. So I'm still going to give Bernie Champion the the edge on, on that on that game. They should, should pull it out. They should have no problem pulling that game out. Do you think this if, if Bernie Champion gets by uh gets by Floresville, do you think that opens it up or do you think Cedar Park, uh, you know, winner of Cedar Park Southwest could give them a tough match? That's gonna be a tough that's that's gonna be a tough match too. I mean, that can go either way. It's just depending on where they're gonna play that game at as well. You know, that's uh <laughs> All right, so moving to the 6A girls here. Uh, so I can get back to the top of the bracket here. Uh, so Rockwall Heath uh, went out, uh, who had to go into the regional quarterfinals. Um, Belton won, Lake Ridge won, uh, Brian Nelson won, Bell lost, which, you know, you had them go into the, the quarterfinals. Um uh, and you know, so you know, uh, but I think you mentioned Byron Nelson's the the class of that that side here. Um, you know, uh, Bridgeland beat uh, Klein Klein Kane beat Bridgeland, and uh, Hebron beat Allen. Uh, Wiley lost as a uh, regional semifinalist, uh, going out to Horn. Uh, Brian and Waxahachie. Um, you know, uh, you know, Waxahachie got the win there. Lingham Creek lost to Tomball. And then moving down to our area, Smithson Valley, you kind of touched on with the upset from Johnson. Uh, Westwood beat uh, Westlake uh, for that here. And, uh, you know, Vandergraaf beat, uh, Ray, you know, uh, Austin Bowie. On the other side, you had Ridgepoint and Cy Fair. Uh, Seven Lakes in Cypress, uh, uh, Cypress Creek. And then at the bottom of the bracket, Harlingen, Brennan, Vela, Taft, all one. 
and still uh, beat Madison, who you had predicted, Lake Travis, uh, Round Rock beat Austin, Clark beat Clemens, um, Alexander, Las Resnos, uh, O'Connor beat Nixon, and Donna North uh, beat uh, Juarez, uh, Lincoln here. So on the 6A girls, uh, kind of, you know, talking in our area, it seemed like, you know, went pretty much outside of the Smithson Valley match, uh, went uh, pretty much as expected. Are you there, Rafa? Are you frozen again? Let's see here. Sorry, I seem to be having technical difficulties with Rafa and his internet this evening, so apologize about that here. Let's see if he can reconnect here uh, again here. Let's see here. And Rafa may be having technical issues tonight. Da, 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 da. All right, now we'll briefly touch on the 5A boys because I'm not sure if Rafa is going to be connecting back here. Uh, so Belton went out to Waxahachie, uh, Rock Health, Rockwall Heath uh, got the upset over Rowlett. Uh, Belton was the one that he had going forward. Um, Keller Central uh, in Coronado beat it. He had friendship going through. Um, down in the bottom here, um, uh, Scott's uh, old high school, Copple High, uh, ended up losing to Prosper, um, who had going distance. Uh, Oak Ridge beat uh, Alan. Eisenhower uh, uh, beat Conroe. Um, no big surprises there. Um, we touched on Marcus uh, losing to Geyer. You back, Rafa? No, I'm back. Sorry about that. I was having technical issues. Uh, I did get an update from a score uh, for Bernie Champion Florzo. It was up. Uh, the Champion girls were up four nothing. So you can uh, color them green. But your thoughts on, especially our our area with the uh, that the six uh, or with the five uh, A girls and then the six A girls. Your thoughts? Um, I'm not sure when you dropped off. Uh, you know, for that here, uh, Smithson Valley uh, was the big, you know, big mm -hmm. big one that took a hit. But I think rest of the, especially on our side here, you know, with the four A or pardon me, the Region Four. Went pretty much as as expected here outside mm -hmm. of the Smithson Valley. Um, I know Westwood beat Westlake, but you know even during the discussion, I think you thought that was kind of a coin flip. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, depending on which team showed up, but you know the bottom half of the bracket. I know you touched on Taft and Del Rio, where Del Rio had the early lead and um, set back and and just let Taft you know take control of the game from there. Um, Steele and Madison, you know, you mentioned was going to be a close game, flip of a coin. Uh, Steele ended up coming out on it. Um, and then I think Alexander, you know, got past Jay uh, fairly easy. Um, I think you mentioned O'Connor Nixon was a fairly, fairly close. Uh, that was a nine, that was a nine, nine zero drubbing. Oh, nine zero. So, yeah, not very close. Um, and then Dada North and uh, Juarez Lincoln here. So, Thoughts on the 6A girls? Well, the the shocker was Johnson beating Simpson Valley and PKs. And 
Uh, remember, we had Swinson Valley as our number one going in. They hadn't lost a game. I thought they were going to make a deep run, maybe like a showdown in the third round with Reagan. But those Johnson girls, like I said, that district, you know, that 20, 28, uh, 20, that 28, 6A, it just gets you battle tested, you know, for, for playoffs. And, you know, kudos to the Johnson players and staff. Um, they got another tough one coming up with, uh, I think, who, who are they facing? Uh, Westwood. And yeah, that could go. Yeah, that could go either way. Uh, so, but I'm gonna. I think. I think Johnson could pull this off. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Johnson girls. I think. I think they proved something last last weekend, and uh, I know they're not gonna take Westwood lightly. But I'm gonna give Johnson the edge on that game. And then some of the other games down below um, that caught my eye. Um, we have who do we have down there below? Um, I think Steel Steel Madison was a close one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we, that could have gone like I said either way too as well. Um, but now they have Lake Travis <laughs> and Lake Travis. Hey, Lake Travis had a little had a little little trouble with McNeil. McNeil gave him a, gave him a game. Four to one. And, yeah. Yep. So you know anything anything can happen, and you know you know good luck to the, the Lady Steel Knights and. I, you know, hopefully they can pull off the upset. But like I said, I'm, I'm still going to go with a fair with Lake Travis. What about uh, Clark Round Rock? Both of them had pretty convincing wins. Uh, Clark 8 yeah. over Clemens and um, uh, Round Rock 7-1 over Austin. So, Yeah, Clark Clark made a statement last weekend, last, last Friday, you know, to put – I didn't think they would put eight goals on Clemens. Uh, you know, that's that was a shocker there. That just be car- I think that's another team that need to be careful with. Uh, they could be a, like I said, they're going to be a dark horse. Uh, they do got another t- tough matchup, uh, but I th- I think I think the Clark girls can pull that pull that game off against um, Ron Rock. It's going to be a good game, but I think I'm, I have faith in the Clark girls. I think they should they can pull that off. Even though I have Ron Rock as a favorite, I think just that game itself. I think Ron Rock's kind of a little nervous. It's like hey. Uh, you know, we could get up in the, in the end of a of a, of a blowout as well. So, you know, Ron Rock's the favorite, but hey, I'm gonna hopefully the, the Clark Rose can pull off the upset. Moving to the boys uh, for it here, uh, Belton. You had kind of going to the regional quarters uh, as well as I want to say it was Bell or no, no, it's friendship. Uh, friendship that was going through. Um, so you got Keller that's still advancing, Duncanville that's still going through. Uh, you know, you know, a Scott school, uh, couple high, unfortunately lost to prosper. Um, but from my understanding, prosper is a pretty decent school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think you mentioned that it was going to be close, but, uh, I know you, you thought couple would, would be able to sneak through, uh, for that here. Um, this side here, n- no huge surprises. Uh, Klein King that uh, beat site, uh, size Springs. Size, yeah, yeah. Size Springs beat Clyde and Kane. Uh, well, the the one that's the, the one right there, Marcus and Geyer. Right. That one, we Marcus is a perennial state power every pretty much every year. You always consider them making a run at state. I had no one expected a Denton Geyer to knock them off. And it was a one zero, you know, one zero loss, you know, for Marcus. 
Yeah, but Gar's got another tough one. I think I think Dallas Jesuit should should take care of business, but it, it takes they that one a, big game. They, they went to shoot out as well on that with theirs yeah. against uh, Arlington Bowie. Bowie, yeah. Arlington Bowie, yeah. But I, I think Dallas Jesuit will have a little advantage on that game, but Guyer, like I said, they're riding high. They, they could do another upset, you know. You know they could be our, that Cinderella in that Region One. So, so good luck to them tomorrow night. Uh, Ridge Point lost to uh, Tompkins. Uh, then we're kind of getting to our side of the bracket here. Lee, uh, Vandergriff, Clemens, uh, Austin Bowie all all uh, held their own and uh, ad- advanced. Uh, for there here. Um, so sets up Lee versus Vandergriff rematch and Clemens versus Austin, Austin Bowie. Uh, Clemens beat Johnson 5-0. Uh, Lee beat still 6-0. Um, Vandergriff beat Westlake uh, 2-1. And Bowie went to PK's 5-3 over, you know, with Vista Ridge. So your thoughts on those two um those two uh, regional or pardon me area games here uh, for that here. That well, the the big one is going to be that Lee Vandergriff game. Man. Uh, I'm sure Lee's have their had their cir- their names circled around this this whole time, wanting hoping hoping to get a rematch with them, um, and. I think, this, like I said, I think this time, Lee's, this game's at Comalander at 8 o'clock. So if you have nothing to do tomorrow night, go to Comalander. There'll be a, actually the Reagan girls are actually going to play right before them. So you get, get a two, double good, double, good double header. So, so you have nothing to do. Take out the kiddos and go watch some good high school soccer. You're going to see two premier programs. But tomorrow night, I think Lee gets its revenge. They knock off Vandergriff and go to the next round. And then and Lee Clemens Bowie. actually gets a home home game against Austin Bowie as well. Yeah, and looking kind of the at the kind of the schedule. Actually, this is a this is also a rematch mm-hmm. uh, from a game that was played uh, back on January the fifteenth, and actually Clemens knocked off Bowie one zero in Austin. So I'm sure the Bowie boys, like I said, are going to want some revenge. But they're gonna have to make a travel down to shirts, and I, I think like I said Clemens is playing it great. So Clemens should it'll be a close game, but I, like I said Clemens will pull this one out. And then that gets set, set up. Uh, what I think showdown. everybody in the city would like to see Lee versus Clemens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they've been. Uh, yeah, I know there's been four really good teams, but I think those two have been you know kind of the top two uh, mm-hmm. for you know especially the last half of the year. Uh, the bottom yeah. half of the bracket, Las Fresnos, uh, Laredo Alexander uh, took out Warren, which you had kind of going here. Juarez and then uh, Del Rio, uh, as we talked about, uh, knocked out Stevens uh, mm-hmm. for that here. And then, uh, going back to that, uh, going back to that game with um, if if there is a showdown between Clemens and Lee, if anybody from SAFC is listening, please have that game at Toyota. You need to have that game at Toyota Field. Uh, I, that's a state championship caliber game. So, you know, I know you, they can make it happen, 
you know, because you guys won't be in town on Friday. You'll be up in uh, up in Dallas, <laughs> so this game will be perfect <laughs> to play on Friday night there at Toyota Field. But going back to the bottom bracket, yeah, because I was shocked that Warren lost to Alexander. I thought they would have a good. I think I think they would have had a good result, but they got blown out five to one. I don't know what happened. Maybe you know, think sometimes things go wrong in a game, and they just couldn't, you know, push forward on that. So. Uh, so kudos to Alexander. I think going into Los Fresnos, I think Los Fresnos is probably going to have the advantage on that one, on that game. And then Donna North seems like it gave Laura's Lincoln a game because it was yeah. three two. Uh, you know, for there, and I know you pick. You know, you I think Laura's Lincoln. If it's not Lee, um, you've mentioned that they're the team to kind of watch. Um, watch, you know, from down in the valley. Yeah, that's. That was a surprise there, but I mean, you got to give credit to Donna North. You know, they weren't intimidated, and you know they they played toe to toe with them. Uh, so they're like I said, I'm sure the hottest Lincolns were sweating <laughs> sweating that game away. I think they're probably they'll be refocused for tomorrow. They played Dorio in Laredo. Um, the last time they played was a couple years ago. Juarez Lincoln took care of them seven to zero. Will I see another seven zero game? Probably not, but. I'm still going to give Lincoln Juarez the edge. I think those should take care of business in advance and face off against Los Fresnos, which would be a good game. I think for the quarterfinals. Stevens started out strong, especially when they had the speed going against the back line. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you and I discussed that for Del Rio, they're pretty solid in the midfield, they're pretty solid up front. But when Stevens was able to get past them, um, the back line and goalkeeping. Yeah, you know, was a little suspect. Uh, you know, you, you you could kind of say here where, um, you know, you know, Del Rio got the job done. Don't get me wrong, and it was pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. But you know, if they go, you know, if if Juarez Lincoln gets up, you know, two zero over Del Rio, I don't think they sit back, you know, or not make adjustments once Del Rio did, uh, you know, made their adjustments here. So. Um, that one, I, that one, I find will find it interesting here. I could yeah, see you need it. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, Eric. I was gonna say I could see, you know, Del Rio getting run out just for the fact, depending on how much speed that that Wars Lincoln has, because you know Stevens when they were able to get the ball up to the forwards with the speed, they were able to get behind and, and have a few one on ones, you know, with with the keeper. Yeah, what they got away from was, you know, especially that first goal was that uh, that pass on the outside of the defense, and then that's mm-hmm. the weakness that Dorio has. They're not very good defending on the outside on that flat back four, and that goalie is very suspect. Uh, I know I saw some some streams and some games. He was not very good at set pieces. Uh, you know, they're placing the balls right there and he just couldn't stop those but I, th- I think once they scored that they needed that third goal to to put this team away but they just, I think they got satisfied with two goals they just sat back and they real t- you got to give Gloria kudos they took advantage of it they mm-hmm. got I think once they got that first goal you know yeah, that's right when before the, the half when, when they got that that changed the, changed the dynamics the, of the, the game dynamics of the game. Uh, so the bottom half, Lake Travis, Smithson Valley, Round Rock, all took care of business. I know you touched base on New Braunfels mm-hmm. over Reagan already. 
uh, you know, for that here. And then down at the bottom, Laredo United took out O'Connor. Uh, Hanna Harlan um, had a, I want to say it was a tough match against Laredo. They, they were actually, much closer than, if memory serves me. They were down, yeah, they were down two to zero with 17 minutes left. And I, and I mentioned it on the pre on our on our Wednesday show, not to fall. I mentioned don't fall asleep with United South. You know, the few years ago they knocked off Juarez Lincoln. You know, you know as a four seed. You know they thought Juarez Lincoln thought it was going to be a cakewalk. They ended up losing three to nothing, and Harlan probably went in with the same attitude. And you know you can't underestimate here, especially six eight, you can't underestimate a four seed. Mm-hmm. You know, that Laredo district is a, is a good competitive district. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they're happy they got to pull off the win. Now they got another game coming up with Harding and South. And I did see that game, the Harding South Edinburgh game. Harding South had to pull out a goal in the last few minutes to go to overtime. And they ended up winning the game in overtime two to one. I did see I was not very impressed with Harlan and South. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with that. It was a lot of kickball, trying to kick the ball, trying to get behind. Harlan's gonna see that if they can neutralize that, play the game on the ball on the ground, play a lot of touch possession, a lot of combo play, they'll be able to win this game. But you know, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be tough games. I think a lot of Harlan and South was depending on, on individual talent. Uh, I didn't see more than three, more than two or three passes connected. So it was just get up and go, get up and go. So like I said, Harlan kind of beat their defense. Got to be aware of that. But I, I'm still going to give the edge to Harlan to win that game. And that is going to be down in Corpus uh, for mm-hmm. you know for that matchup. So does does that give a favor to any of them? <sighs> Not really. I, I know one thing is one thing of the factor down there is is the wind. It's very windy in Corpus. I remember one year we went down there to go scout. When, uh, when we were going to play Corpus Casey Carroll, I went to go scout them. It is very windy there. I think they're playing at Cabinus Field. So yes, they are. And, so that's that's going to be whoever has the win in the second half usually is going to take advantage of it. You know, and some of the other teams have to bunker up <laughs> to keep them from from scoring. So, but you can't, like I said. That bunkering up has not has not helped a few teams. So it didn't help. It didn't help Canada yesterday. <laughs> so, so you got to learn from all that. So, but it was a very interesting week for you know for all three divisions for the boys and girls high school soccer playoffs. Um, like I said, we got some great games. You know, some of them tonight. Most of them are going to be tomorrow, and then this weekend another some other key games on on Good Friday that where I'm looking forward to. So that's kind of it for the brackets here. Um, we'll go through and I'll pay attention a little bit closer uh, to it. It's kind of hard trying to piece it together from different sites because uh, it hadn't updated uh, in, a, in a timely manner on, on the uh, on the sites here. But um, the final thoughts here for today here, just, you know, so, you know, you know to me, I guess, kind of the big news uh, – from you know, from San Antonio FC is that uh, their Open Cup is over. Uh, you know, SAFC was informed that it would no longer participate in the 2021 Open Cup due to U.S. Soccer's decision to further condense the number of rounds and teams competing. 
Uh, we respect U.S. decision, uh, U.S. Soccer's decision with health and safety as the continued priority, and we are always thrilled to play in the historic Open Cup and look forward to once again taking part in the future. Tim Holt, uh, SAC Managing Director, and of course this was a tweet from the uh, SAFC team, Preston Luis, uh, communication team, Preston and Luis. Um, I'll say they put a much nicer statement out than I did. <laughs> uh, so without going on a rant, because I want to save this kind of for Wednesday, um, they're going to, they were supposed to play the first round on the fourth, uh, two weeks later, they're supposed to play the, you know, the second round, which, which is, which is where they're picking it up here. Um, they're saying they can't play it because of COVID. Um, but yet the, all the leagues are kicking off. Nisa is going to be, have completed their preseason turning in Chattanooga. MLS uh, will have been in play for two, three weeks. USL will have kicked off for the most part. SAFC's first game is May 1st, so they'll have played a game. Um, League One, um, you know, will have started actually, some teams will probably have two or three games because they start actually even before uh, USL Championship. And then obviously the lower leagues, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, four teams here. You can't tell me they wouldn't have done it. Uh, they wouldn't have been ready, um, uh, you know, uh, for that here. So I'm extremely disappointed. I think it's the easy cop out to say, "Hey, it's it's COVID related." Because in two weeks, are you going to tell me that, "Hey, everything is going to be so much better in two weeks"? It's not. So if they play. And I can't say that my initial thought was, hey, they're protecting MLS, but they're not protecting MLS because it was going to be the same teams that, uh, you know, the same amount of teams that would have faced MLS. Um, I think it's just extremely disappointing uh, that, you know, that the teams that came through. So um, now how they're deciding the MLS teams, I think, is open for another discussion with, uh, you know, I'll love to hear Royce's discussion. They're going to. Uh, top eight U.S.-based MLS clubs from 2001 regular season based on average standing points per game as of May 3rd, which is after three weeks of action. So if you have 10 teams that are undefeated, how are you going to are you gonna do that? Uh, USL went with the semifinal teams, which, you know, unfortunately we got knocked out of a handball, um, you know, to where we didn't get to play El Paso to decide if we were going to be in the semifinals. So it's going to be El Paso. Phoenix, Louisville, and Tampa. So I don't, I don't have a problem with the teams that they selected. Division three, Nisa drops down to one, which is just going to be Detroit City, uh, Greenville Triumph, uh, the USL one regular season champion because they didn't also didn't have a final. I know Omaha is a little bit uh, perturbed uh, that they didn't uh, get to play in the two open slots. Uh, you know, will go. Two open slots from 12, 25, or 25, 35, 36 teams. So from 36 teams down to two um, will be a lottery system uh, for that here. So um, I feel bad about the open division slots, you know, because of the, the stuff that, you know, a lot of people don't realize. They started qualifying the year before in the fall to be able to, to, be able to make it into, uh, make it into it. And, and so it's, uh, to me, it's a shame. Um, it's a black eye once again, you know, especially coming off of the U23 U.S. Men's National Team loss. 
uh, to Honduras, which you know, you know, I can't wait to discuss with Royce on that. Uh, <laughs> Mexico did their job uh, in you know. I think last I saw, they were up 2-0 on Canada, and I was like, okay, I can move on uh, for that here. So, thoughts on the Open Cup or the U23s uh, for that? I want. I wonder if U.S. Soccer Federation is watching this. Um, they probably have a think, lot today, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to do that to the you know for the U.S. Open Cup, is it really an Open Cup? Because it's not. Well, it's already and impacted. It's, yeah, and I mean, if you're not, if you're not, for me, it's like if you're not gonna put everybody in, then why even have a cup? You know, why even have a cup? Let's just wait till next year. Simple as that. Or, you know what? Have a MLS cup, only cup, and have a USL only cup. And then whoever wins out of that, they get automatic, you know, automatic uh, berths for the, we'll have the, we'll have their champ, we'll play our champion or something. What they do in Mexico is they get the league champion from the first half of the season and the second half play each other. And then the cup winners play against each other. You know, they could do something like that. You know, you know, have a four way. I almost would love to see NISA and USL and the open divisions come together and create their own open cup because the one with us soccer with MLS, um, you know, I know, you know, the, the EFL, uh, FA cup, it's slightly, you know, the championship teams and uh, EPL teams come in a little bit later, but it's not, you know, they still have to go at seven, eight rounds, you know, for mm-hmm. here. I think they missed the, you know, the, the, you know, the first, I think it's two, three rounds and then they come in, they come in and, and play, but it's a, it's a lot longer tournament. It's a random draw. It's not regionalized, and I know we're bit lot, you know, a lot bigger, uh, you know, for that here. So I understand maybe you know having you know the first round, you know. But to me, when a professional teams in the United States come in, it no. should, you know, at this point we don't have that history to where they need to be out out of it at this point here. Get off the TV. Um, <laughs> you know, for that here, the cats on on top of here. So uh, for that here, so. Um, to me, like I said here, it's just lower leagues. I, I wish they would get their act together and say, Hey, we're going to do this our way. And, and, you know, MLS, you want to do it your way? Fine. But I honestly think we should, USL should have their own cup. Um, I think USL will have their own cup, but I think for like an open cup for it to be for an, for it to be an open cup with like champions league or, you know, some sort of playoffs, playoffs, playoff in spot, you know, with the, uh, you know, with uh, um, MLS, you got to have the uh, you got to have NISA because they are a professional league, yeah. same as as USL League Two, uh, uh, League One. Um, and I do think that you should give the opportunity, you know, you know, for like the Laredo Heats, the you know the the um, uh, you know team from Denton, Fort Worth, the uh, Vaqueros, you know, the, the teams that put up, uh, you know, put up uh, Denton Diablos uh, that put up you know, historic, you know, strong teams, you know, uh, Syntex Lobos, uh, uh, you know, with David's teams up, you know, up in Kyle, if, if they can, 
uh, you know, you know, uh, get qualified or even the runners, you know, uh, yeah. you know, the runners here or, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, for that here, just, you know, to be able to have them have the opportunity, I think, I think would, would be ideal. And I know Nisa's is working on, working on something like that. And then the last topic that I have before we'll get out of here, um, USL released a statement on Charlotte independent ownership. Uh, the U.S. Uh, United Soccer League announced today that the Charlotte Independents are in the process of selling uh, the several ownership stakes in the team, including that of majority-owned owner Dan D'Amico. Uh, the day-to-day -day management of the club, of which Mr. D'Amico and others are not directly involved, will continue to be overseen by President Managing Partment, uh, Partner uh, Phil McFilmley. As such, the club remains fully committed to all its players, staff, community members as we move forward with the 2021 uh, season here. So that's a huge... Uh, deal because uh, if you've been paying attention to Charlotte, um, their owner has put out some interesting statements. We'll just leave it at that without getting <laughs> political. Uh, you know, along those lines here to where you had um, the, was it the internet, not the international, um, uh, was it international? No, Independent Supporters Council for North America came out with a strong statement against the ownership group. And to me, when, when they come out with the full backing of all the supporters groups across the United States, it's, it's something that they had to pay attention to. And, and I'm glad they finally took action uh, for here for some people, probably not enough for some people, probably too late. Um, I just want to remind people, just be careful uh, because ownership groups at that level tend to think a lot alike like Dan they just may not be as public and maybe not go as far um, but there is a lot of uh, right-leaning ownership we'll just say uh, for that here so just be careful what you wish for um, um, this was kind of an extreme situation like a Donald Sterling type type thing with the Clippers a couple of years ago but final thoughts for you any thoughts on USL uh, kind of making a statement on the Charlotte situation because that has been something that's been brewing for about a year uh, yeah. that kind of popped up, uh, you know, for that here. And, and so they finally, they finally drew the line in the sand and, uh, we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll be moving on, uh, from, you know, from the previous ownership of that here, but, uh, your thoughts. Uh, I'm sure the Charlotte fans are happy about that. You know, I think they were kind of in the same situation. Like, uh, if you look at the, like the WNBA with the Atlanta dream, it was kind of the oh, same, yeah. kind very of similar. The same, yes, same. With, it's very whatever. similar. So, you know, you know, kudos to you know that change. You know, you know, we they got to be more focused on the game and helping develop the you know talent. So for the, you know, just kind of keep the politics away and so forth. You know, and so hopefully the Charlotte fans get what they want, and you know the the new ownership will lead them to a better direction, and and hopefully become like I say, have some uh, successful seasons over there. You know, you know, moving on. You know, so, 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 kudos to them over there. And like, luckily, we don't have that problem here. Like I said, I think we have a pretty good ownership. You know, sometimes they, they, they we, kind we of okay pull ownership. our hairs a little bit. Yes, yeah, uh, a little pull our hairs when, especially with announcements, player announcements. But hey, we can live with that. So maybe they have the same ownership, kind of like Detroit. Maybe they get, the fans will own the team or something. So, then. My final, final thought here, um, we had two players retire today, one from San Antonio FC, Hayden Partain. 
Um, and then Mr. Man, Man Bun, uh, Oklahoma City goalkeeper, Cody Lorendi. Um, yeah, you know, we have gave Cody grief for many, many, many years. Uh, but he's always been so gracious, you know, you know, during the match and, and you know, along those lines and, and off the pitch, you know, he's, he's a class act. So, uh, you know, hats off to, you know, Hayden, sorry, it didn't work out like, like you're wanting to last year here with the COVID and then the injury and, and Cody, like I said here, huge fan, even though, you know, we're frenemies where you play for the, in, you know, uh, energy, but, uh, with you and Diego, uh, retiring in the same year, there, there is a, a new gap of, of leadership that, you know, be interesting to see who steps up and fills that through a USL championship because, uh, you know, two veteran uh, goaltenders, uh, you know, hanging up their gloves mm-hmm. today. That's it for me. But uh, what about for you, Rafa? What's your final thought? Uh, my final thought is uh, big game. Like I said, big games tomorrow. So hopefully I'll get out there and watch. It's going to be a classic Lee versus uh, Vandegrift. Uh, good luck to the Vols. Well, good luck to all our San Antonio teams. Make us proud. You know, hopefully one of them will bring back the gold. Um, just uh, looking. Congratulations to Mexico. Great game. Uh, going to the Olympics. Cool. Um, you said USA. I don't, I don't know. I think they need to take tournaments a little more serious. But hopefully they'll bounce back from it. I'm sure they'll bounce back from it. But, you know, I don't think they'll win the Gold Cup, but they'll bounce back from it. Uh, so but looking into that. the Gold Cup, doesn't matter. Just bragging rights. I think there's there was a – I think a point across, I think one of the comments was made by one of the Fox Sports uh, or actually ESPN FC commentators. You know, tournaments should be taken seriously. And if you look at – like mentioned like that last Olympic – uh, final. It was who 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 was it? The Perino Powers, Brazil and Germany, mm-hmm. and then Mexico won the Gold Cup in London. They knocked off Brazil. That was a big confidence booster. So going, I think those type of tournaments, you know, not only it helps your teams because you are playing so tough competition. You know, winning them, it's good. You know, it's just good for pride, and it also helps you know our players to get noticed a lot more. Because from that group, you know, from those groups, I'm sure a lot of those players end up getting signed in big contracts, at you know, right at the end of the, you know, you know, after the end of those seasons. And, you know, I know the South American teams, they take Copa America serious. You know, a lot of people don't know that Uruguay has the most Copa Americas than any other South American team. So, you know, you would think it would be Brazil or Argentina. <laughs> That's not the case. Um, same thing with the Euro Cup, you know, teams – you know, look what it did for Portugal. You know, it it set them, you know, as a as a contender now. So these tournaments really are are important, and it just showcases your talent. and And hopefully, like I said, hopefully they. I mean, I don't know if you can, how how many times you can learn from this, but take take it. That's you know, thing, it, how many times can you say we're learning from this before it's not and learning? The, the, the only thing they're learning is getting, getting a big paycheck and for, for us soccer. And that, that needs to end. You, they need to stop out thinking about making money and start winning. It's about making, winning championships, not making money until they change that attitude. Things are not going, you know, things will remain the same. And, and I think that's all, I think that even trickles down to even the, like the youth levels. Mm-hmm. You know, more like with the club soccer and all that, you know, the focus is more on paying to play 
instead of really, hey, let's get a kid from here. Let's we'll develop them and put them on our team. You know, I think that's I think that's I think U.S. Soccer needs to take a look in the mirror, really take a big look in the mirror, and I think change its attitude as far as, but hey, we're here to win championships. We're not here to win. Uh, it's not about the money. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, we're going to do another one on Wednesday. Uh, we'll probably touch base if we can get the scores in a timely manner uh, as far as um, at least the local ones here. We'll see what we, we can find state, mm. statewide, uh, you know, for, you know, for the brackets uh, to go over those real quick. Uh, Royce will be back on Wednesday. Uh, we'll talk uh, the SAFC Dallas match. We'll uh, talk a little bit starting 11. We have a new center back on loan from Vancouver, Jasir uh, Kamiri. Uh, so there's still a lot so that we will be talking uh, about here. Um, but to end the show, as Scott always does, and what we've done, what's life without goals? And I hope uh, we'll see you guys here in a couple days. <laughs>